When someone I care about shares something meaningful and I don't know what to say, the best thing to say is, I'm not sure exactly what to say right now, but I'm so glad that you told me. That's it. That's all you need to say. This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 279. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Guess what today is? The day this podcast drops, May 1st, is the birthday of your Kick-Ass Life podcast. Six years ago today, I released the very first episode and I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to talk to y'all and I had things to say. And the last six years have been so amazing. Almost 2 million downloads. Gosh, how many episodes? I just told you 200. It's actually 289 episodes because we have 10 of the recovery episodes that weren't numbered. And it has been an absolute delight and honor to join you in your ears every single week. And that one month in February last year where I was joining you every single day, remember that? And there was a few weeks um, a couple years ago where I was two times a week. I might do that again. That was fun. But at any rate, I'm just so honored to be here. And thank you for all of your lovely, amazing messages. So many of you have entered the giveaway. And by the way, that is still going on until the 3rd, until May 3rd. I think it's midnight Eastern time. Go to yourkickasslife.com slash birthday to enter to win the giveaway. So many of you have already entered. I cannot wait until we do the drawing. I think there's like 10 or 11 possible ways for you to win some prizes. There is a private coaching session with me. We're giving away so many books. My friend Kate Swoboda's book, Amy Ehlers, Susan Hyatt. Oh, so many books. Signed books from me, gift cards. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. All right, and there's this one thing, because so many of you have been leaving iTunes reviews and Amazon reviews about my books, and thank you so much for that. And I wanted to read you this one particular, actually, it was a private message that I got on Instagram from a woman named Rachel. She has been in a couple of my programs over the years, and I had posted about the podcast turning six years old, and she sent me a message, and this is what Rachel says. She says, six, with exclamation marks. Amazing. I remember I started listening to it about five years ago when it was a baby. My life has changed for the better quite a lot since then. And I know it's in part because of everything I learned from that podcast and in your classes, tools I discovered, tried, messed up, and tried again. There were stories that resonated with me and made me feel less strange slash alone as I listened to it on the subway, on my runs in the evening, chilling at home, etc. There are a couple I've listened to multiple times in order to really grasp everything. It forced me to face some hard truths, get uncomfortable, and stretch. 
the po- that podcast has meant a lot to me over the years. So thank you for all of your hard work and dedication. Congratulations on six years and here's to many more. Bravo. Thank you so much, Rachel. And I know that there's so many more of you who have multiple episodes that you have listened to, who have had guests that truly, truly resonated with you. And maybe the episodes where I'm over here ranting on my end of the mic and have really given you the kick in the ass that you need. I actually plan on doing more of those soon. And I am just, I just, I can't even tell you how grateful I am to have come here every single week and even, you know, worked out my own stuff because we're in this together as kickers. It's not just me over here teaching all of you. We are all in this together on this journey of life and really creating whatever your version of, of your kick-ass life actually is. Which brings me to today's episode. This is part three I've created 44 things I've learned in 44 years because my birthday was a couple of weeks ago. And if you missed part one and two, I highly recommend going over there and listening to them. That's episode 277 and 278. But this is the last leg of that. And if you go over to the show notes or you can head over to yourkickasslife.com slash 279. And you can read the list in its entirety, all 44 things. And P.S., I'm just saying that a few of these, I'm not going to say which ones, a few of them will be chapters in my next book that I am currently writing the outline of so we can go get a book deal. More on that later. But let me start with number 29 is... You may be wishing, hoping, and praying for X, Y, and Z, but are you mentally and emotionally ready for that? I feel like, and by the way, I'll just tell you, this is something I'm writing about in my third book. I feel, I can't not tell you. I can't not tell you all. This is one of those things that has been glaringly obvious to me over the last few years where I say I want something and I even write it down as a goal and I'm not ready for that. (laughs) I might mentally, you know, like kind of just logically, pragmatically, I don't know what the right word is, but be able to articulate that that's what I want, but I haven't done the work yet. And I almost in a strange way, love discovering that because then I realize, okay, that's, that is the thing that I actually need to work on. Coming up in several weeks, actually, I have an episode coming out with a colleague of mine, Carl Lowenthal, and we actually talk about this. Sometimes it's more fun and we get almost a relief from the goal setting and the planning and the color coding of our calendar. And then we don't really get anything done. There could be a multitude of reasons for that. But I think a lot of times we we just are not, we haven't done the work yet. We haven't done the emotional work to be able to receive the thing that we are hoping and wishing for. And it might be a worthiness thing. It might be some kind of mental block that we have. It might be a story that we have made up about that thing. And it's nuanced and complicated and I don't have too much time to get into it, but that's number 29, all right? Number 30 of the 44 things I've learned in 44 years. Looking at your relationship with money and working on that can be a game changer financially. I started working on my money stuff in 2015 and holy crap, I didn't realize 
that I even had money stuff. (laughs) I just know a couple of things a lot, but you know, and then when I really took the time to commit to it, even here's the really interesting thing. Even people who have wealth, people who make a really good living might still have money stuff. I see it happen a lot. And I really took the time and committed to looking at my money stories and the emotional ties to money around 2015. And it has drastically changed everything. I know that's a dramatic word, but I'm going to use it because I feel like it best describes things. I've had a few people on around this topic. Let's see. I had Jen Sincero on about her book, which is You Are a Badass at Making Money. Barry Tesler has been on. She wrote a book about what is it called? The Art of Money. We'll drop the link to those two shows in the show notes for you. But yeah, looking at your relationship with money and working on it can be a complete game changer for you financially. Number 31, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to change your mind. Number 32, while we all compare ourselves to others, watch out when you're comparing your beginning to someone else's middle. I talked about this in the episode when I had my friend Ella on here, and the episode was about what triathlon can teach you about life. And I wanted, yeah, I really want to just start by saying like, we all compare ourselves to others. I can't stand the personal development advice that just says, just stop comparing yourself to others. Like, okay, we do, we all do it to some extent, but just really pay attention when you're comparing your beginning to someone else's middle. We do this a lot. I'm going to venture to say we do, we do. And just pay attention, just pay attention. Number 33, I'm pretty sure in regards to parenting that I worry a thousand times more about their life than my children are worried about their life. And this is just the thing about parenting. And parenting is one of those things where I am, I mean, my kids are only, my son is 11 and my daughter is nine. I am like just starting out on this journey of parenting, I feel like. And I do feel like there are some things where I am just obsessively worried about something and then I'll talk to my kids about it. And I'm like, do you, are you okay with that? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) And I believe them. So I just kind of feel like it's one of those things that just comes with being a parent or maybe comes with being a mother. Number 34, wear sunscreen on your neck. The end. (laughs) You guys know. (laughs) Oh, I talked about this in the the aging podcast I had on also with my friend Ella, my conversations about shit that matters with unqualified people on aging. And did you know that there's a memoir by the late Nora Ephron called I Feel Bad About My Neck? And it's really funny. It's a short memoir. And that's really what she's talking about. She opens the book by saying that. And she's talking about being my age and then noticing that her neck is changing. And I'm going to tell you, I started wearing sunscreen in my 20s because I got all the advice from older people saying, wear sunscreen in your 20s. No one ever said, wear sunscreen on your neck and your face, babe. Thanks a lot, everybody. (laughs) It's kind of like a, well, duh. Yeah. Number 34, wear sunscreen on your neck. Number 35, time is more valuable to me than money. Money is infinite. Time is finite. That was also one of those things that was one of my breakthroughs working on money is that earning potential is infinite. Time is finite. 
And that's why I get all up in a ruckus when people massively waste my time and are dismissive about it. That I cannot be with. I need some coaching when that happens. Quick. Number 36, when someone I care about shares something meaningful and I don't know what to say, the best thing to say is, I'm not sure exactly what to say right now, but I'm so glad that you told me. That's it. That's all you need to say. Number 37, when someone is being a jerk or cuts me off in traffic, instead of getting angry, which is so easy to do, the quick and easy thing to do, right? I switch my perspective and I wonder if they're acting that way because they really need to poop. You just never know. And I know that it's kind of ridiculous and that's part of the perspective shift that helps me because of the ridiculousness of it. And I always say it, especially in traffic when my kids are in the car, when someone's driving erratically and cuts us off, I always say, well, they probably have to poop because then it's just like makes it funny. And then (laughs) I just, it's hard to be mad imagining that. Number 38, unsolicited advice is the worst advice. I catch myself pretty regularly now when... I'm giving advice to stop and ask the person. And I do this with my clients. I do, I'm do. i actually better about it with my clients. Before I start giving advice, I will ask them, like, which direction do you want to go in? And I do it with my friends. You know, if my friend brings something and, you know, they seem like they're fretting about it. And if I jump into advice, I stop myself and say, oh my gosh, you did not ask me for advice and I'm giving it to you. What what did you need in this moment? Did you just need to, to tell me the story? It's basically asking people how they want to be supported. And I mean, I don't like unsolicited advice. <laughs> if, if I wanted some, I'm going to ask you for it. Ugh. Unsolicited advice is the worst advice. Number 39, creativity is your birthright. We're all creative. I was just on the phone with a client earlier this week. And she said, I'm not a creative person. That's how she started her sentence. And I was like, wait, you hold up right there. You hold up right there. We are all creative people. It's just been conditioned out of us for some reason or another. Creativity, I wrote a chapter on it in my first book, 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life. Creativity looks different to everyone. Creativity is making things, is producing things, it's coming up with ideas, it's innovating, it's being clever, it's being resourceful. That is creativity. It doesn't necessarily have to look like you have a canvas and you get some oil paints and that's creativity. That, that's not necessarily it. And some for many people, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in her book, um, Big Magic, how many of us were shamed as children for you know, not being creative enough. You're a terrible writer. You're a terrible artist. You can't draw. Your singing is awful, that type of stuff. That will stay with you forever and ever. Amen. And for some people, it just also, maybe it's an, it's an and, or we get to a place in our life where creativity becomes last priority. I don't have time for that. I am too busy. I have a job. I have children. I have my community service. Like whatever it is that you're doing that takes up all of the time, that's important, right? And creativity completely takes a back seat. I cannot tell you how many times I've talked to clients or women in my programs who are 
hungry for time to be creative. And that more often than not becomes their homework, either the homework I assign them or a lot of times the homework they assign themselves. They're just in some ways asking for permission. Can I have permission for 10 minutes a day, for 20 minutes a day to be creative? This has the possibility, the opportunity to change your life. Creativity is your birthright. Number 40, you don't have to have a freaking morning routine to live your best life. Remember the podcast episode I did about that in the beginning of the year? We'll post that link in the show notes. I don't have a morning routine, you guys. I mean, unless you count getting out of bed and having making coffee and having breakfast. And, and I, I am working out a lot more these days, so maybe that is a morning routine. Maybe I'm just a big liar. But what I'm talking about are the things that, you know, you have to do this bullet journaling. You have to do this, what is it called? Miracle morning. And I'm not totally knocking it. For some people, that is living their best life. That changes their life. I know people who are like, oh my God, bullet journaling, love it. It's their way to be creative. It's their way to stay organized. It's their way, you know, it's like, yes, that is like the answer to all of their prayers and their dreams. And it's their kick-ass life. It's not for everyone is what I'm saying. So if you find yourself feeling bad about not jumping on this morning routine bandwagon, but you seem really like, you, like, I feel like I have my shit together and I don't have a morning routine. You be you. All right. You be you. Number 41, your friendships should be a priority. Even though I don't like the word should. Like creativity, friendships are one of those things that I think don't get enough priority. And there's lots of reasons. In my signature program, Your Kick-Ass Life Mentorship Masterclass, this is one of the topics we rely heavily on is your friendships, are your friendships. And it is just, I feel like it's one of those underrated things and it, it goes deep. It goes deep, y'all, into community and connection and love and shame resilience and all of these bigger topics. But having one or two people that you trust enough that you have fostered and nurtured a relationship with that you can ask for help. And it's a reciprocal relationship where you can have hard conversations that is imperative to your health. It absolutely is. Number 42, say sorry only when it's truly necessary. This might be a repeat. Did I say this in another episode? I feel like I did. Um, Anyway, sorry, not sorry, no pun intended. <laughs> it's a good thing I crack myself up, right? But yeah, saying so maybe maybe it's in here twice because it's that important. Say sorry only when it's truly necessary. What I'm pointing at here is pay attention. Maybe this is what I should have called it. Pay attention to the amount of times that you apologize. I do it too. I still have to watch myself pretty regularly around the amount of times that I say sorry when it's not really anything I need to apologize for. The end. Number 43, getting curious can sometimes be the best thing to do. That comes up at least once a week in my coaching sessions with clients, asking them to get curious about certain things. Maybe they're getting curious about the way that they automatically are judging something or someone, getting curious about the thoughts that they have around certain feelings that they're having, getting curious around any kind of should, 
that they are telling themselves, getting curious around their inner critic, their negative self-talk. Sometimes we don't have to fix it. Sometimes we don't have to have a solution. I know that this actually came up in Mentorship Masterclass not too long ago. There's a lot of curriculum in that class and there's building blocks. And then we get to a certain point where it sort of all comes together. And I had a particular client, this happens all the time, who was like, okay, I I had this aha moment. Now what do I do with it? You know, it's this immediate like, okay, now how do I fix it? And I've done that too. I have totally done that too, where it's like, oh, I had this breakthrough. How do I get to the other side? I'm ready to get to the other side. And sometimes what can be the most helpful is to just stay curious about it. Why do you think that you were that way before? How do you think that you might want to change it? How do you, you know, or just sit with it for a little while and be sort of an investigator in your own life, a sort of explorer, if you will, in your own life. Curiosity can bring you so much clarity if you are patient with it. And the last one, number 44. This is kind of a favorite. (laughs) The last one is take all personal development advice with a grain of salt, including all of this. There is no end all be all. I, I know that all of you listening to this, I know that I'm not the only one that you follow in personal development. At least I hope that I'm not. Follow many people. You might come across contradictory advice that you hear. Get curious about it. Sit with it and see what works for you. Experiment in your life. See what works. See what doesn't work. That's why I have experts on here on the podcast because I don't know every single thing. I like to get experts on here who know different things than me. And I also like having experts who talk about the things that I talk about in a completely different way. And sometimes even they have contradictory opinions about things than I do. So take everything with a grain of salt. Trust yourself. Trust your intuition, trust your body that you know what's best for you. That is absolutely at the end of the day, what is living your kick-ass life. So thank you so much for walking me through this journey with you in the 44 things I've learned in 44 years. I am excited for this year. Someone mentioned to me like in numerology, this is like an important year. Uh, It was my friend, Carrie. And she's like, what do you have planned for this year? And I said, I don't really have anything like big planned. I'm going to write my third book. And she started laughing. She's like, no big deal. You know, you're going to write the third book. And (laughs) I'm like, well, at this point, it feels like just something that I do. And really, truly, that has just come with practice. And I'll tell you what, I was scared as shit to write that first book. Sometimes you just have to jump. So thank you again for joining me every week here on the podcast. Your time is valuable, and I am so grateful that you choose to spend it with me. And until next time, ass kickers, I will see you out in cyberspace. 